0: Couldn't sleep.
1: Corin started, then turned and smiled at the black-haired, dark-eyed woman standing in the bedroom doorway.
0: I guess not, Merex. I'm sorry I woke you. You didn't wake me. Your absence wake- awakened me.
1: She wore a dark blue robe belted at the waist with a pale yellow sash. Merex raised a hand to hide a yawn, then pointed at the silver cylinder in his right hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Regretting your decision? Which one? <laughs> Refusing to join the Jedi Knights? Or...
1: He smiled.
2: Hooking up with you.
1: <laughs> she raised an eyebrow.
0: I was thinking of the Jedi decision. If you have reservations about the other one, I can relearn how to sleep alone.
1: He laughed
2: and she joined him.
0: Ha
2: ha ha ha. I regret neither. Your father and my father may have been mortal enemies, but I can't imagine having a better friend than you. Or lover. Especially lover.
0: And
1: scene.
0: <laughs> Tonight on Rogue Padron, Pillow Talk with Corin and Mirax, Tycho Makes It Rain Part 2, Flurry Voru hates his life Diamonds are forever Can they still be called Rogue Squadron And Gavin's Han Solo cosplay
3: <laughs> Pew <laughs>
0: Yay This is Rogue Leader All wings report in Rogue 6
3: standing by
2: Rogue 7 standing by
3: Rogue 3 standing by
0: Listeners, welcome to season four, episode one of Rogue Podrin. Tonight we're gonna get started. Started. We're gonna get started on (laughs) X-wing: The Battle War, chapters one through six. But before then, let's have a quick introduction of our hosts. We have Heath Rogue Three, who's a type of millennial who's ruining family because he'd rather have dogs than babies. That is one
3: hundred percent (laughs) accurate.
0: My dog is my baby.
2: Your dog is sweet.
0: We have Danny Rogue 6 who's ru- ruining golf because he'd rather keep forest as forest rather than bulldoze and develop it.
1: That's right. Also golf is dumb. Why would anyone play that?
0: <laughs> so true. I have a
2: friend that plays it.
1: Okay. We all, I mean we all have a friend who plays golf, but like does it really count as playing <laughs> even?
0: Do we all Do, Do we, we all count we? them as friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have Seth, Rogue Seven, who's the type of millennial who's ruining the sport of running because she's not hyper-competitive when it comes to exercise and does it just because she likes it.
2: Yeah, I am terrible. <laughs> I just like fun.
0: So rude. We
1: are the worst generation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I'm the type of millennial who's ruining vacations because I booked time off for Star Wars Celebration Orlando before my older co-worker could request the same week off and he got mad. Yay! Uh, <laughs> Star Wars wins!
2: <laughs> Shame on that guy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry you wanted to visit your family for Easter weekend. No. Nope. We
2: are Meg's family, and she has to visit us instead. Yes. Exactly.
3: Is it Easter weekend?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
3: Uh, that means nothing to me.
2: I'm gonna bring yep. you all New Zealand chocolate. Yes! Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: Well, speaking of orgasms, I have a Rogue One question.
0: Okay. Whoa.
3: <laughs> sorry, Austin.
0: <laughs> Not sorry, Austin. <laughs>
1: so we've been on our break for a while. We haven't really had a chance to talk too much about Rogue, or about Rogue One. Yep, that's the movie. Um, and But one thing we did talk a little bit about was this book called Catalyst, which is a prequel to Rogue One. And I think we all kind of expected that it was going to be, um, you know, leading right up before the movie. And we speculated on the author a little bit, and I don't think any of us suggested that we wanted James Lucino to write this novel, but lo and behold, here (laughs) we are. And um, what we recently found out in the description is that the novel is actually set all the way back in the Clone Wars, so it's more of an origin story for uh, Director Krennic and Jen Erso's dad, Um, and it's about how um, Krennic got uh, Mr. Erso involved in the Death Star Project um, and about their relationship there. So, I just have you all read the, the description of this book?
2: I have. I read it just now. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: did
1: that research.
2: Sound, sounds good.
1: All yeah. Did, what are, I pre ordered it. There you go. What more of an endorsement do you need?
0: <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but I pre ordered it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So, just what are your thoughts on how this is going to connect to the Clone Wars? What are we looking for now that we kind of know a little more about this novel? Are we excited? Do we care?
0: I, I care about Director panic. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you would.
1: <laughs> are, you, are you thinking we'll get the origin story of the cape in this I novel? really
0: want to know oh about
1: God. that cape. Oh, God, yeah, me too.
0: Like, what if it's right at the end where he puts it on for the first time? Yeah. That would be pretty <laughs> It's amazing. like his
1: Darth Vader getting the mask moment. Yes,
0: exactly. Perfect. Yes. Something pisses him I, off. <laughs> I do not care about anything else.
1: <laughs> You're a simple woman, Meg.
0: I am. <laughs> I'm gonna be classic
2: me and I'm gonna say I hope that it doesn't revolve too much around the dudes and Lyra gets enough page time.
1: Yeah, who's Lyra?
2: She's she's Jin's mom, I guess. Oh. It's
1: guess. weird that we haven't heard anything oh. about her in the movie. So Ray's grandma she died.
2: I assume she was fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I assume she's going to die and Galen's gonna become very manpaney. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: I, not a hint of irony in your
3: voice, Seth.
2: Yeah, I love it when that happens in books. It's my favorite thing.
3: I hope that it gives more clues about Rogue One than all of the books that came out before TFA last year gave about TFA. <laughs> I, I think that movie was just like so secretive that when I got those books, I was kind of hoping that I'd be able to like pick things out of it and be like, Oh, this makes sense now based on what we saw in the trailer. But it was just like all not really related at all. And I hope yeah. that, I hope that this is more of like a direct lead in that ties in really well to the, the actual story of the movie.
2: I feel like seeing it with the characters that will be in the movie helps with that. Right. And also the fact that yeah, Rogue One already doesn't have as much secrecy around it, which is nice. nice. I guess I'm,
3: I'm basically hoping that this novel will be to Rogue One what people hoped Aftermath would be to TFA.
1: Sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of excited that it's set in the prequel era, which isn't something I say very often to be honest, but um, there is, you know, in Attack of the Clones there's a little Easter egg about the, you know, they mention the Death Star Count Dooku when he's talking to all the aliens. And in episode three, obviously, they're starting to build it at the very end. And even in the TV series, we got a little out peek at baby Tarkin. Um, but I, I hope that this book kind of as far as Death Star mythology goes, I'm looking forward to how it's kind of kind of tie all that together and really kind of give us a story of what was going on with this battle station um, during that time. I read literally the stupidest thing I've ever read on the Internet the other day, which was an article <laughs> saying, wow, that, Um Yeah. <laughs> It was this quote unquote think piece saying that like, man Disney is gonna have to hope that uh people just didn't watch the prequels because there's no possible way for Rogue One to reconcile those Easter eggs they threw in about the Death Star, and um Pablo what? Hidalgo yeah, and Pablo Hidalgo, in typical Pablo fashion wrote um, tweeted about it and said that um he really likes the idea that people working on star wars movies have never watched other star wars movies <laughs> and he's he he is imagining halfway through development of rogue one someone came in and said stop hold on i just heard about these star wars movies we have to go watch them
2: <laughs> oh pablo's my favorite pa- yeah.
3: pablo is so great
1: so yeah anyway, it's a long-winded so way of saying i'm looking forward to how it's going to kind of connect that uh, prequel death star mythology
2: together yeah. I do like prequels, like things that connect the prequels with the sequels and the original trilogy. I like things being interconnected instead of being like segmented blocks. And so I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah, great, cool,
0: <laughs> great, awesome, <laughs> cool. Okay, kids, let's start with the trash.
3: Let's jump right into the dumpster.
0: Yep. Chapter one.
3: <laughs> this book wasted no time. <laughs> nope yes head first into the dumpster
0: it opens with corin playing with his lightsaber
3: Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh
1: also is he playing with the new lightsaber that he just got
3: from luke
0: yes also that one (laughs) that one too Basically, it's a long-winded recap of what we found out at the end of Kratos Trap, that Korin's real grandfather was a Jedi named Neha Halcyon, roasted Korinhorn, adopted his son, Valin, a.k.a. Halhorn, after his death and raised him as his own as he married the widow Halcyon. Hal wore the Jedi Medallion as a tribute to his real father and then passed it along to Korin, probably when he died, I'm not sure.
1: Oh, my God. The Horn family just goes with all the stereotypical Star Wars naming conventions.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> mm, yeah. Perfect. And right there, we do have our first what-use-do-I-have-for-odds Carillion joke. Uh, so that's number uh, one. Uh, <laughs> I really need <laughs> to least,
1: stop this. It's such a funny My least joke.
3: favorite thing. I hate it.
0: We also find out... That Jan, who leads the rebels on Lusankya, is General Jan Dodonna, who orchestrated the attack on the first on the first Death Star, not in fact Wiz Jansen. Sorry, Seth.
2: <laughs> well, it, it makes sense. As soon as I read the name Dodonna, I was like, "Oh yeah, that guy." <laughs> that
0: that dude. yeah.
1: Are we terrible Star Wars fans that none of us registered <laughs> that that guy's first name I mean, is Jan?
2: <laughs> Corrin didn't either, and he. Knew this him in the military.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Great. I'm glad that we're on the same level as corin Horn. That makes me feel so
3: much better about the situation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> clearly, yeah, we're
3: we're thinking very clearly about this.
0: Right. My favorite was Danny. I think yelling on Twitter about how I deceived you all. <laughs>
1: I was so impressed. Appra- <laughs> like, we just as a group just kind of decided, I think I don't remember how it went down. We we're just like, oh Chan, Wes Jansen, that's a character. That's who it is. And Meg was yeah. just like, Mm-hmm. Okay. And every single time. Meg, you were so good. You're just like, yep, yep. Okay.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It is you- Jansen. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Excellent. I feel really proud about that. I feel really proud about that and about the spy. And if Corrin had force powers or not. I just feel really <laughs> proud about lying to you. <laughs> just, um, you're really good at it.
3: <laughs> I feel proud about lying that I had been spoiled about Corin. Yeah,
0: I was proud of you for that, too. Oh, yeah.
1: So it does right. raise the question, then, which character is secretly Wiz Jansen? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe it's Marex.
0: Maybe we don't know yet. That
2: would be a twist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Speaking of Mirax, Corin and Mirax are now officially frigging fracking. <laughs> good for them. Good for them.
3: Yep.
2: Good.
0: Took like four books to get there. It's happening. And-
1: to be fair, they were both dead in the last book, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at one point. Um, and Mirax written in this segment. She just has such a flowery way of speaking, and there was just this one passage that I could not handle the level of, like, cheesy garbage that it was, and it was the following... Now you know how I felt when I thought you'd been slain here on Coruscant. I hadn't realized how much you had become part of my life until you were gone. The whole of Lusank you created was nothing compared to the void I had inside. It wasn't a question of wanting to die, but knowing my insides were dead and wondering when the rest of me would catch up.
2: <laughs> oh, gross. She knew him for like two months! <laughs> so dramatic. And look how, how they really kind of just spoke to each other. <laughs> they compare, like, they they kind of like compete against each other with their feelings of the other person dying right it's really weird
0: it's it's garbage i had
1: to go to the used bookstore and buy another copy after i broke my kindle from all the vomit that i got all over it (laughs) (laughs)
0: like this chapter was just
3: yeah it was not great
0: (laughs) so of course corin being the gentleman Is worried that he's pulling Mirax into trouble. But Mirax is like lol no. The rebels will win because they have to win. And then they have more sexy times. And that's how we open this very serious book.
1: Yes. Very serious. The back to war.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Clearly it's a life or death situation for everybody involved.
0: So dangerous. So in chapter 2 we go to Wedge having a minor identity crisis. Because he's never not been in the military during his adult life. But, he kind of is now. He's just not official. So he's just gonna have to deal with it. Poor Wedge. Wedge is
1: always having some sort of crisis.
0: Wedge (laughs) is full of crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing can ever... He's that kind of person who has to go and, like, make trouble if his life is going (laughs) too easy.
1: What's going on with you today, Wedge? Well... Like, I think maybe I should be a vegan, but I also really <laughs> like meat. Okay, Wedge.
0: <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, Wedge. <laughs> so for once, we don't have the trope of good guys who can't get enough money. And they have a ton of cash, mostly $10 from from Tycho's like, secret setup embezzlement. And each Z95 headhunter they have is worth another $1.5 million because they're super old in our collector's items.
1: I love the fact that we spent the first three books being like, "I don't know what Tycho. He might be a spy for the Empire," and now he's like literally embezzling ten million dollars. But they're like, "That's nah, good." Whoa, whoa.
3: Danny, don't
2: the sugar daddy.
3: We never thought that. Let's be clear.
2: <laughs> There's no <laughs> "we" about that. Sorry. Sorry, we
3: being Rogue Squadron.
0: <laughs> we being <corn> Horn. <laughs> right. Because
1: <laughs> aren't we all cornhorn
3: on the inside? God, I no. hope not. Yeah, let's not. I
0: really
3: <laughs> hope not. Can we talk so about Tycho's go- line on the top of page nine? Can I read it out loud? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yes.
3: Tycho shrugged. It's a mouthful, but with some more teeth, we might be able to choke it down. <laughs> That's all. Heath, did you go into a coma after you I read just, that? I just wanted to call that out. <laughs> that that happened.
0: Talking to Wedge. <laughs> Normal bros talking about normal bro stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Although the rogues have officially left the military, the population at whole still lauds Rogue Squadron as heroes and have been donating materials, apartments, and office spaces to them. (laughs) We also find out the very important fact, as they're trying to find a new base for Rogue Squadron operations is that Wedge would like to go back to Endor, but doesn't want the Ewoks to be in danger. Oh. <laughs> Wedge is number one. Cute. Wedge and Tycho are then joined by Pash, who has rejoined an A-Wing squadron. He wants to go with Wedge, but Wedge says no, saying that people won't believe that Rogue Squadron is operating independently if the son of the New Republic Intelligence is with them. Which, fair.
3: Yeah. Makes Pash sense.
0: Was- yeah. Pash proposes that they use the space station Fulor as their home base since they already need to, the A-Wangs already need to wreck it and make it look like no one's using it to keep it safe from Warlord Zinge.
2: I like how Pash is like trying to have a secret relationship with Rogue Squadron basically. It's so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Pash is like
1: super envious of them I think. Yeah. like, oh guys he's I want to play too, but I can't.
3: But here's a base for you. He's
1: real <laughs> thirsty for the so squadron.
3: Yeah.
0: I can't because my dad's too popular. <laughs> Sorry, bro. And to wrap up Pasha's little whole reason for being in the squadron, he now understands how to be a leader and is confident and has confidence in his skills thanks to Wedge and his time in Rogue Squadron. Aww. Wedge and Tycho now talk more about their problems, but really the biggest part for the rest of the chapter is that Tycho wishes for M-Trey. Best bros forever. I can't believe they would take M Emtree away from Tycho. I know. It's so sad. I, I hope Emtree rebels and joins Yeah, I feel thing. like, right? If, right? I given the, the choice,
1: Emtree yes. would be there with them. Absolutely. Yeah. But droids don't the, the have, droids have rights. The
0: droids have free will. Yeah. Right. Robot Uprising. <laughs> That's a
2: Star Wars book I want. Uh.
3: That would be really good. I want it. It's
2: <laughs> so bad.
1: Okay, so I know, like, Tycho and Winter are a thing, and that's very nice, but this chapter made me kind of ship Tycho and Wedge real hard.
0: I already did that, so... <laughs> really, Tycho and Winter had no bearing on my feelings.
3: Okay. <laughs> I'm all about Tycho and Winter. I like it.
2: I ship everything, so I like but
3: both. Those Alderaanians need to stick together, you know? They've had a hard time. They would time. have
2: very pretty
0: children. The prettiest children. So fair. That's true. And I do appreciate
1: their connecting through tragedy.
0: And their aesthetic.
1: And their their aesthetic. (laughs) (laughs) You two went
3: very different ways. (laughs) (laughs) Like, complete opposite directions.
2: The two most important parts of a relationship aesthetic and connecting through tragedy.
0: That's how all of my relationships go. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> if, you, if you don't have those two things, get out. jeez. <laughs> yeah, oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> um, but also remember that even if Wedge does have feelings for Tycho, please, please think back about how terrible Wedge is when it comes to romance.
3: <laughs> well, specifically romance with women. Yeah, he That's doesn't insane. have a very good track history.
0: I mean we've never seen him attempt romance with I mean maybe we have and exactly because he's, just so bad that he's in
1: hardcore denial like
2: <laughs> I mean he could be like me like in real life like I'm bi and I'm fine with living with dudes but if you put a cute girl in front of me I lose all sense of reality like I can't do anything so maybe he's
0: like that too yeah you're gonna be poor Wedge I hope you get some game
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Yeah. I don't care I what happens after this girls. what'd you say
2: I hope he stops hitting on married girls whose husbands are dead, uh-huh. but then actually aren't dead. Yeah, in Legends and, and in canon. Head?
0: Why is that your type? Yeah. Why is
2: that?
3: Wedge is a very specific type.
0: <laughs> it is very specific.
3: It is married with a maybe-but-not-confirmed-dead husband. <laughs> yep.
2: Who's, that- whose
3: return would have great dramatic bearing on whatever situation See, you're
0: currently in. That is his
3: exact, exact type.
0: Causing trouble again. Why is this his trope?
3: <laughs> I don't know, but I love it, and that's I love like
0: that Achilles does can be easy.
3: <laughs> I love that Chuck just picked it up and reused it in aftermath life debt so good. Like, I was no, so we're... happy when I got to that part. that's when... another
1: Sorry. this was over the summer while we were off too, but that's another spin off episode we need to do one day is just talk about all the parallels between aftermath yeah. life debt and the Kratos trap because oh my yeah. gosh. I'm so glad that we read Aftermath: Life Dead immediately after finishing Kryto's Trap because there were so many parallels.
2: Yeah, that definitely made the book like better for me. Yeah, yeah. As much <laughs> as I complain about the X Wing books not being great books, the having that knowledge of the legends and the parallels between the two made Life d- so much more fun.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: Totally. Okay, so for chapter three, we head to Typhara where we find Fleury Voru who. Is pissed because the planet is green and he has a lot of humidity. So he's living a real hard life right now.
3: Same, Fleury, <laughs> same.
0: <laughs> and of course, out of the two Bacta families, it's Zukfra, <laughs> aka the Bacta company I can't pronounce, that displaced Zaltan and instilled Isard as their leader boru is now officially the minister of trade and he thinks that everybody's a friggin idiot because they only have their own people to bounce ideas off of so he's going to trim the fat and make a lot more money with his whatever degree in economics he has
1: i love that there was once a time that stackpole tried to make us think that this guy was going to like help out the rogues like (laughs) because now he's just like completely clearly and undeniably evil
0: yeah. Right. Does not care anymore. And one particularly delightful line from him was the day I start thinking like my charges is the day I choose to die.
1: <laughs>
0: Why is it right so tombstone? dramatic? <laughs> everybody <laughs> is
3: being so dramatic in this book so far.
1: <laughs> because it's everyone, the epic conclusion needs- of the first arc of the uh. of the Rogue Squadron books.
3: Everyone needs to to... chill out. No!
0: (laughs) I was already dead. I was just waiting for my body to catch up. I'm going to use that for so many things now. Oh my god, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. We also find out that because it's superhuman on the planet, everyone wears barely their sheer clothing, and Boru is a pervert.
3: Yeah, he is.
0: He's (laughs) so creepy.
3: he is into it. Stop.
0: Boru <laughs> mm. goes to meet Isard and she tells him what happened to Kitten Lormat, which, R.I.P.
3: Oh, <laughs> I I miss him already.
0: Kitten, you didn't deserve better. You got exactly what you
3: needed. Right,
1: yeah. Do,
0: do you miss him already? Kind of miss him. I kind of miss him. Did you I even was-
3: notice that he wasn't there? <laughs> No, I didn't. Be honest. But <laughs> yeah, I miss having him around to do ridiculous things for us to make fun of.
0: Right, I miss yeah. his four, like his chapter, his eight-page chapter of like him doing math.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I miss his increasingly more convoluted
3: nickname.
0: Yes, absolutely.
3: <laughs> R.I.P. LorMat.
0: R.I.P. They also briefly name-dropped Boba Fett for some reason. <laughs>
3: because Star Wars. Yeah, that was that was weird.
0: <laughs> that was I- unnecessary. I did not enjoy that that much.
2: Are they just reminding us they're still alive?
0: Yeah, I guess. They're like, oh, hey, hello readers who aren't convinced that this is part of Star Wars. Boba Fett.
2: Boba
1: Fett. (laughs) Uh, Hashtag bring back legends.
2: (laughs) Also, Boro's so creepy about Izard in this whole thing. It's so creepy. He's like, she doesn't wear sheer clothes, but she could. And stuff Ugh. like that. I'm like, buddy, no.
1: Yeah, it almost makes you miss Derricot a little bit. <laughs> like, again, oh like, God. Voru was not like this before, and now all of a, a sudden he's just, evil. like, straight up Pervin everything.
0: Yeah. So we also find out. So Voru actually talks back to Icehard, telling her she shouldn't take the Rogue Squadron's focus on Typharis so lightly. Surprisingly, she doesn't kill him. So that was something. <laughs> <laughs> We also find out a little bit more about how the Assuran rebels are a continuing problem to the Bacta facilities. In response, Isard posted defensive stormtroopers and established a Typharian Home Defense Corps to fight against the rebel raytricks. This includes a fighter wing led by Good Ol' who is regaled as a hero. Yay! Woo.
1: Yeah.
0: Why
2: is she Erice. regaled as a hero? She didn't even do anything. Yeah, but
0: she's rich, so fair. You know.
2: <laughs>
1: fair she killed, she killed bro jace i feel like that's significant since he was part Ooh. of a, wasn't he part of like the opposing faction or something it
0: was part of the zoltan yeah. family yeah. isar doesn't believe that right is real and effective against the against the Krytos virus and she still thinks that by giving the alliance imperial center that she's doomed them Buru again reminds her that Wedge and everybody else are out there and if they can't stop them soon, they won't be able to stop them at all.
1: Bum, bum, bum.
0: <laughs> so, then we go back to Coruscant to learn even more about Carillians and <laughs> that they cremate their dead and then turn them into diamonds. So and weird. <laughs> on Coruscant, they have a Carillian sanctuary and those People diamonds are placed into the walls to form <laughs> constellations as seen from their homeworld. Okay, People that does diamond. sound
2: really cool and I'm really mad that I didn't come up
0: with that idea. <laughs> I'm really mad about it. I feel like I would be behind it if it was anyone but Karelians. Yeah. <laughs> because like coming from Corillia, it just is like super pompous. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna make some to diamonds. <laughs> It would have been really cool for
2: like Alderaan or something.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Or like uh, a, I don't know, a, just a more unassuming people for yeah. alien race. I just don't, it's just, Karelians need to cut it out, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's Corrin who goes to visit Yella, who is there mourning Derek, still believing it's all of her fault. Corrin is an idiot. And says that Derek would have been easy to turn into a sleeper agent.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really rude. <laughs> that was
0: not what you should say right now, Corin. <laughs> Corin kind of makes up for it by talking about how Derek was able to fight back in his own ways, like being kind to Errol as she recovered from the Kratos, supporting Tycho during the trial, and pushing Yella to really investigate the case and not just assume Tycho was guilty. Yella then asks how Corrin got over her father's death, his father's death, and Corrin surprises us all with his insight. He describes that you'll always think of them and you'll always want to share with them, but that feeling becomes transformed into a happy feeling that you knew them in general. The sadness never goes away completely, but there's solace eventually.
2: Okay, I'm just gonna, like, over the last few books, whenever he saw about his dad, it hasn't been happy thinking. Like, he doesn't just remember his dad. He's like, oh, I'm so glad I knew him. He's like, oh, I miss him. My blah, dad blah, blah, is blah. dead. My dad is dead.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah this somewhere. Is- <laughs> this is totally at odds with everything we know about Corrin. <laughs> Sometime between book three and four, Corrin
1: had, like, a major revelation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's usually him crying about how, like, dad died in his arms. We saw him mean to Corrin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So Heard easy. it when we said
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's because he's a hypocrite. Sure. I don't appreciate hypocrites. Cornhorn. Anyway, Yellow says that she can't stand Coruscant, and this brings us to the real reason why Corn is there, to invite her to come with them as they leave to Fulor. And there's a second mention of Corillian's not needing any odds. Uh, save us from this. Keep a tally this time. <laughs> Make place your bets <laughs> right now. At least ten. At least. (laughs) In chapter five, we go to the first meeting of the unofficial rogue squadron. We find out that they have lots of money, but that's really it.
1: So they'll beat them
3: by shopping, out shopping them.
0: Makeover. (laughs) Makeovers.
3: (laughs) Time to play supermarket sweep.
0: I love supermarket sweep. (laughs) So good. Get lots of hands. (laughs)
3: Always go for the large meat.
1: (laughs) Well, that was very on brand.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You're
0: welcome. (laughs) (laughs) We also have the first slender description number one. It
1: was Uh, it was Mirax, by the way.
0: Of course it was Mirax. Because we need constant reminders that Mirax is still slender. So slender. She has wait. She's become even more slender now that she's with someone. No, wasn't it um,
2: Winter? Oh, it was Winter. Yeah, it was Winter. Who we also need constant reminders of that
0: because she looks like Leia, and Leia is also slender. Everyone is slender, except Brissari because we forgot she existed. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. R.I.P. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> like she's not even mentioned so far. Is yeah, <laughs> she still <laughs> alive?
1: Yeah, Riv shield at least got, like, one line in this meeting.
0: Right? Like, Riv got a shout-out, at least.
1: Risati. In in Eerie Forge, no mention. We didn't even hear from Asir, and there was a lot of Gavin in this. Which I
0: thought was weird, because there was so much Gavin. Yeah, what the heck? Have they broken up? I hope not. No, they're still in love, Oh, that would be so sad. They're still in love. Okay, wait.
2: Okay. If somebody dies in this book, or whatever, it's gonna be (laughs) Rasati Because no
1: one cares. Noara will care.
2: No <laughs> No, it'll be good because the readers won't actually care, but then we get Tragic Noara, so it'll work.
0: I would enjoy Tragic Noir.
1: <laughs> no one loved my brain tails as much as she did.
0: It's true. <laughs> she stroked them a lot.
1: <laughs> That's about all she's done in this entire series is <laughs> it's stroke the truth, brain tails. <laughs>
0: like, once... Oh. Anyway. <laughs> talking about the mission, which is to take down Typhara, we find out the human population is actually pretty small. It's really inhabited by the Raytrix, who have the need and slash desire to produce bacta. This is why they welcomed people ruling over them in the first place. They also go over the information of how Typhara has been set up under Isert's rule, and Corrin is 100% ready to destroy Eracy.
1: And not in a good way.
0: No, not in no. a good way. No. And as he mentions, when it she was a pretty good spy, but it, when it comes pilot to pilot, anyone else in Rogue Squadron can vapor. Burn!
3: Yay, burn!
0: There's also a bunch of other EU references in this chapter. The Katana Fleet, Outbound Flight, Another Chance. They all have separate books about them. One is actually called Outbound Flights. That's specifically about it. I so, think I read that book.
1: I started not- reading it this morning.
2: Is that wait? is that still like in the prequel era?
1: It's like a Thrawn prequel.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've definitely read that book.
0: Yeah.
2: It's yeah. a cool lady. So
0: it's it's neat that they tie it in here, but it doesn't really matter. It really is just them name dropping. It, yeah. Yeah. So at the end we find out that Merrick's Korin, and Gavin are headed to Tatooine, where Gavin's uncle Huff has raided an Imperial supply outpost and they will convince him to share with them. Gavin is adorable.
1: Thank you for the always. reminders.
0: Yeah. Wedge then does the thing where he says the title of the book and calls it <laughs> The Back to War. Oh my
1: god, Wedge is self aware. He knows he's in a book.
0: <laughs> oh gosh.
3: Wedge looks to the camera <laughs> The Back to War.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: I love that <laughs> Gavin's uncle is named Huff.
3: Huff. It's so good.
0: The Star Wars. Huff Dark Lighter. I hate Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so say we all, Saf.
0: We don't have to wait long to see what happens though, because in the next chapter we go to Tatooine where Corrin can't take the heat.
2: They he's a whiny a bar- baby.
0: I mean, he's such a whiny baby. <laughs> they are in a bar and all the ho- where all the hotshot pilots hang out waiting for Gavin.
1: Hmm, I wonder what bar to- this could be. <laughs>
0: Mm. Corrin (laughs) just wants to wreck the place because everyone's a bad guy. But Mirrix tells of her good memories of the place as a little girl. We also see the word tabak dropped as reference to tobacco. And I got so mad.
1: (laughs) I did not even catch that.
0: (laughs) I did. It's so bad. Stop trying. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh is
1: there a name for space beer
0: it's they just call it ale
1: oh yeah ale loman ale yeah yeah
0: it's beer beer space beer beer what
1: about space shots
0: <laughs> i would the love sh- to see them do this no, yes yes oh so some devorian comes over to them and says they're sitting at his table Mirax gives 0 Fs and sasses them. They of course try to intimidate her, but the bartender Wuher mentions who her dad is and they run away with tails between their legs. Mirax hasn't told Booster her father about them yet because she's quite sure that where he is cuz she's not quite sure where he is and but she knows that he's happy and the news would make him infinitely less so.
1: <laughs> Them being her and Corin,
0: Them being yep. her and
1: Corrin. Yep, 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 I would be good.
0: quite unhappy about my
2: daughter dating Corrin as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Literally any father would be unhappy with this.
3: Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> not the best.
0: Gavin then comes into the bar, basically dressed like Han Solo. Because they mention he's wearing the brown slacks, the boots, the white shirt with a dark vest. And it's just Han Solo. <laughs> Which A plus, Gavin, A plus.
2: There he is. Gavin
0: in a vest. Very yeah. good. Gavin in a vest. Thank you. <laughs> we have some dark lighter history. After Biggs died, Huff wanted way more heirs, so he remarried and had a bunch of kids. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was so ridiculous. <laughs> right he's like wife number two wasn't into it or no this is wife number three you said this she's like wife wife number number two wasn't into it but i'm all about making more heirs. so i was like let's do this thing
0: huff yeah he's of rich i'd marry him and have babies yeah (laughs) we go through huff's estate and he has a lot of water and wood features which shows up how rich they are since water is a commodity in Tatooine, and they would have to get anything made from wood, like, imported from other planets.
3: Right, they're, like, on Tatooine, and he has, like, water fountains.
0: <laughs> right, like, rude.
3: There's no need for that.
0: No. Now you're just being mean. We finally meet Huff, and he's a pretty smart dude He comes out to greet them, to say that he's gonna be a bit yet due to other negotiations... Corrin tries to introduce himself, but Huff tries to brush him off, and then Corrin threatens him to report some of his suspicious trade practices.
3: Corrin just, like, snapped. It was weird.
0: Yeah, it's just like, like... Corin, calm yourself.
3: <laughs> it's gonna be alright, Corrin. Wait five minutes.
0: Right, It's just been, like, really one second. Good.
1: Corrin got the memo that you have to be super dramatic in the back door. Okay. <laughs> right,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> right,
3: he's he's another one. Everyone is being so dramatic.
0: Bad move. Because the chapter ends with Mirax introducing herself to Huff and saying that they're looking for munitions and supplies. Huff mentions that his current guest is in the same boat. He opens his mouth to re- he opens the door to reveal each other, and Corrin starts running his mouth boasting about how this is Mirax Tarek while he has his arm around her and about how the other guy should just back down because they're definitely going to get those supplies. <laughs> and then we find out that the man in question is, in fact, Booster Tarek, her father.
3: La, 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 So good. I'm so
2: mad. Like, <laughs> the moment he's being like, this is Marek's Tarek. Do you know who her dad is? It's Booster Tarek. And I was like, I know exactly who he's talking to. Right, yep. and it's Marek's Booster would just Tarek. Be- dying from embarrassment it would be
0: so embarrassing mirex wants to like actually wishes she was dead now (laughs) she's like oh i thought i was dead. yeah (laughs) super dead now
1: it was a good cliffhanger i definitely wanted to turn the page and keep reading
0: yeah that's fair so there's that and those were the chapters for this week
3: There's that. Everyone is super dramatic. Super dramatic. (laughs) I hope that stops. (laughs) (laughs) So, time for listener questions. Last week, we asked you all who you think the spy is in the Poe Dameron comic. Um, Farian said it's a Gonk droid, which would be really funny if it was just a droid the whole day. (laughs) Brian sent us a picture of George Lucas. So... I Wait,
2: guess, what?! Is George Lucas the spy?!
3: I guess that's what he's trying to say.
1: Our listeners seem to think that they can just not take these questions seriously, and I don't understand I, why they've gotten that I idea. I wonder
3: what is giving them that impression.
2: We're such a serious group of people. This since, podcast is serious business.
3: Since we all decided it was Leia. <laughs> um, well, did, did we all decide that?
0: You didn't say no. <laughs>
3: I'm pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure... We... No, yeah. by the by, the end of it, I wore you all down, and none of you fought anymore about it. Yes. So yes, we, we did all decide that it was Leia.
1: Okay, Heath, that's definitely what happened.
0: That is definitely what happened.
3: <laughs> anyway, we have the tape. Go back to it. Austin sent us a GIF of Black Widow, which... <laughs> okay. Universe. Okay,
0: universe <laughs> At least George is Lucas is the right
3: franchise, Austin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Come on, dad.
3: Jonathan Nerf Baker said me so I can steal Poe's heart. The, the, I, weirdly, I that's the it. best answer we've gotten so far.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sure the spy is not going to steal his heart though.
3: <laughs> right. Um, Bass said it's Lulo, the guy scolded by Poe. He's mad he was skipped over for younger folks despite being an original trilogy rebel.
1: Oh, it's a millennial
3: thing. Oh. He's, millennials yeah, the,
0: burning the, Black the, Squadron. The old
3: guy's mad at the millennials, so he's sabotaging them. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> <That was so laughs> accurate.
3: Oh. I can't wait to read the Think piece, How Millennials Ruined the Rebellion.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes, good.
3: Mike DeRose said it's Kari Kuhn. Snap has a love interest equals yay. That Snap has an evil love interest equals ah, poor Snap. How
2: dare I could, you say I, that
3: about Parrot? I could see that happening.
1: Yeah, Snap's a pretty tragic character.
3: Yeah. Raising Fangirl said it was Glistening Pecks Jar Jar because he's <laughs> he's mad that he was not in The Force Awakens. <laughs> glistening Pecks Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we recently got so uh, someone
1: sent us a picture of Glistening Pecks Akbar. So, balls in your court,
3: listeners, for listening peck Jar Jar.
2: It was a good bar. <laughs> it was.
3: I, there are some timeline that issues Akbar here, was... though, because <laughs> this comic is taking place before The Force Awakens, but we'll allow it. Oh, yeah. We'll allow it.
1: What happens to Jar Jar in The Force Awakens?
3: Nothing. He's not in it. Okay. He's still
1: (laughs) on
2: the
3: boat. He can't be the spy because he's mad that he wasn't in TFA. If the comic is taking place before TFA. Uh... Oh. But. Oh, I see. It's fine. Matthew Appleby said the spy is Snap. He betrays them there, and his X-wing is the reconnaissance ship that the First Order tracks to Dakar in TFA. Oh. Oh, So he's still a
0: spy in the movie.
3: Snap is a chronic spy.
0: I mean, that would make sense because I would never suspect Snap.
1: Yeah, and right. I would never suspect Greg Grunberg.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you're so huggable. How could you do this? Don't do this.
3: Nick said that eggplant emoji is the spy.
0: <laughs>
2: Solid theory. Eggplant emoji would never do that to us.
3: No, ever. he's on our side.
2: <laughs> Jay
3: mm. said Snoke. Jay. 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 And then Sarah okay. Dempster replied and said, You mean Plegis? Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> and then Jay replied, What if Laura Santeca is Plegis and also Snoke?
1: Jay and Sarah, you are both fired.
0: Yes.
3: Jay, we literally watched Laura Santeca die and then saw Snoke alive afterwards.
0: Did, did we? we? Did he die? Oh god! <laughs> what if don't, was it wasn't a real Lord Sandega? Don't
3: do this. What if it did wasn't you, a real did lightsaber? Did we? <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> we literally watched that happen.
1: I mean, we saw a lightsaber go through Han Solo too, but you're not suggesting that he's actually dead. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, Han Solo is clearly alive. Clearly. <laughs> Just
1: anyway, anyway. in spider legs. That's all I'm saying. That's true.
2: <laughs> spider Leg solo. If Han Solo comes back with spider legs, I'm going to be so
1: pissed. Well, I mean, first Han it'd be a spider stomach, but sure.
3: Han was stabbed <laughs> in the heart, though. Okay, the spider heart, just, like, fine. Getting your spider legs heart. chopped off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just spider legs coming out of his chest wound.
3: Where
1: was Lars Anteka stabbed? Ew, I don't ew. even know. Oh.
3: I, I don't want any of that. Anyway, <laughs> the next answer came from Bria... Who said if it's Jess, I'll riot. The safe money is on one of the pilots, not in TFA, though, which makes sense. Yeah. And then Jay, who is already fired but is getting fired again, said it's Millicent, which is
2: Jay, such a troublemaker. Jay, you can't
3: just keep submitting
1: fat. new answers when you realize your old ones are terrible. You have to pick one and commit. Yep.
2: <laughs> commit Agree. to your bad choices, <laughs> right? <laughs> As
1: we have done.
3: Um. So this week's question. What kinds of secret things is Huff Darklighter transporting on his ship? Sharpies. Sharpies.
0: (laughs) What? Sharpies? Lots and lots of Sharpies. (laughs) What? Wait, why is Sharpies...
1: His name is Huff. Oh. Okay.
0: Actually, Okay. works like a 12-year-old trying to
3: get high. Wait, wait. um, Before we discuss this week's question, I realized Sarah Gessel sent us a tweet saying... She emailed us some pictures from the X Wing Comics to go with this week's reading. Did we do we we've been having email issues, right?
0: We have been having email issues.
3: Okay. So Sarah, tweet those to us or put them on Tumblr and we'll see them and discuss them next week.
0: Yes. Yeah, our email, the Farfare Radio email server has been a little wonky and hasn't been forwarding everything to us.
3: Womp womp. Womp womp. Um so yeah what kinds of things is huff transporting?
0: Lots my answer and lots was go with of
1: smaller eggs.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Small. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> Tiny eggs.
2: Tiniest eggs.
3: That's a really good answer. I
2: was is, a... <laughs> is he just smuggling heaps of balls? S- of so what?
0: so, like,
1: so many of them children. you might say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For the illegal children on Tatooine. <laughs> He's being a good guy. With so many balls. So many balls.
3: <laughs> I'm going to say that he has a ton of old Jedi relics that he is oh, selling off.
0: That's a real answer, Heath. Because I'm you? like
3: obsessed with that kind of story and I want it.
0: Mm. I'm going to um, say lots
2: of droids. Because I want more robots. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Murder bots.
0: Murder yeah. bots. <laughs> <laughs> got to say it like a robot. <laughs> uh, what is Huff smuggling off world it's probably more water fountains to be honest <laughs> <laughs> the finest, finest Tatooine water fountains ever
2: uh, yes because Tatooine is so good at
0: producing water fountains right. <laughs> they have so much practice
3: so we've got sharpies, water fountains, droids and jedi stuff
0: and, and eggs. smaller and eggs. eggs and, and eggs. so many balls
3: and more regs
1: And inside each of the eggs is a glistening M tree.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I thought you are gonna say more eggs. Let, <laughs> this, let's, is how, this is let's how. Let's not Squadron take the answers that we
3: know our readers are gonna give.
2: <laughs>
1: Come on. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. He's smuggling Snoke, obviously. Uh,
0: uh, no. <laughs> Jay yelled, is like, damn Jay." <laughs>
1: Sorry, Jay. Still your answer. <laughs> well one of your answers You're right I'm sure i will give us seven more subpar answers the subpar answers
2: oh. <laughs> wow Jay um, we appreciate your enthusiasm Just silence there <laughs> I appreciate your enthusiasm <laughs> do we <laughs> so for our listeners if you want to answer this question which you should you can hit us up at twitter at roguepodron our website is roguepodrun.tumblr.com, even though we just talked about our emails having issues, <laughs> you can email us at roguepod at farfarawayradio.com, but we cannot promise we will get it, so hit us up at other places, well, maybe. It'll get
0: us eventually.
2: Yeah, one
1: day. It's like a pigeon carrier service, so it just yeah. it takes time.
2: And then yeah. you can subscribe to our episodes by the Far Far Away Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher,
0: FeedBurner, or Google Play. So next time, readers, we have X-Wing: The Back to War, chapters seven through twelve, and with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out!
2: Pew pew, pew 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 pew. Oh my god, it was literally Pash out this time. It's. It was.
0: Oh, Pash. We miss you already, but we know you're gonna show up anyway.
3: Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna find a way to show up.
0: Rogue leader signing off.
3: Rogue six signing off.
0: Rogue seven signing off.
3: Rogue three signing off.
1: Um, it's the back door, so I feel like we need to be a little more dramatic
3: with our pews. Pew pew
2: pew pew pew. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Danny. <laughs> I don't have enough energy to do it this week.
2: Aw, he's so sad.
3: Pew,
0: pew. (laughs) Oh, this
2: is the (laughs) tiredest pews I've ever heard.